Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ladies Power Lunch. Thank you so much for joining us. We are continuing with our limited series. This one is called Success in any season. I'm really a firm believer that no matter what's happening on the outside, we can always reach inside for inner peace and we can actually rely on that to help us get through the tough times. Have a really special guest with us today, everybody. It's Nicole and she's going to share with us about a time when things didn't go all that well, but it turned out pretty great. So, Nicole, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Will you tell everybody who you are and what it is that you're doing in the world? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. So, I am Nicole Trick Steinbach, and I am the International Bravery Coach for Women in Technology. So, I am serving women in technology make more money, have more opportunities, have better relationships, and make a bigger impact in the world. And the reason that I focus on women in technology is because I was one of them for 20 years. I fell into technology as a secretary, trying to work my way through college for computer science. And I left the corporate world as a global senior director for change and communications inside of technology spaces. We all know this in a new way in 2020, but tech is the spine for everything we do. It's been that way for a number of years, but we really get it now. And tech is exclusive. We are leaving behind huge sections of our global society. And so with my experience as a woman in technology, very often being the only woman in the room or the only woman with decision-making power, I know that that is the, that's the lever that I can serve to strengthen and to deepen and to build. And the reason I focus on bravery is because bravery is a skill. It's not a personality trait, Mm -hmm. it's a skill. And it can be built. And in building it, we get a lot more clear, we get into action, and we really own what we're doing and where we're going with it. So that is what I am doing in the world and why I am jazzed to wake up in the morning. Awesome. That is so, so needed, I think, because as a woman who works in a field that has been traditionally male dominant, I can absolutely identify with being (laughs) the only woman in the room, you know, and kind of being hesitant sometimes to speak up or to have my voice heard and to remember that bravery is a skill is something that I think we all can benefit from, not just, of course, for women in technology, but I think everybody in our community, everybody who's here listening to our show today can benefit from that. So thank you so much for hopping on. And I loved your examples because I'm starting a movement. We're in. So this nonsense about bravery only being running into burning buildings and going to war and crushing the competition drives me mad, drives me mad. (laughs) 
And bravery is exactly what you just said. Raising your voice, asking for what you deserve, reaching out, tending and befriending in times of stress. Ugh, love it. <laughs> I love it too. I really love it. And I see how having the skill of bravery can actually be helpful for us when we're going through tough times to help us to get to the other side and to be successful. So tell me something though. I mean, Nicole, let's be honest. You and I, we don't know each other super well. A lot of the times when people hop onto the show, they're friends, they've been members of our Ladies Power Lunch community. I know them really, really well, but I'm happy to get to know you today, but I did not have the benefit of knowing you before today. So I'm really excited. But why would you have said yes to being on our show? I know we're critically acclaimed. However, why is it a yes for you? Diagnosis is not a destiny. <gasps> Interesting. So when, so our mutual connection, Kami Gildner, who was my first professional coach as an entrepreneur, she popped over an email, right? And said, oh, check this out. Would this be, would Nicole be interesting for you? And I looked at, I, I, I Googled you. And I listened oh, no. to a podcast with a gentleman who's also in the medical field and has done some coaching. I forget his name. And you said very early on, diagnosis is not destiny. It's not. And I wrote back, yes, I'm in. How do I do this? Oh my gosh. Yes. Because diagnosis I, in this case for me meant how I was born, who I was born to, where I was born and what was considered, you know, expect, like what was anticipated for me, what was expected for me and blowing that completely out of the water and choosing my own destiny. So that is why I said yes. It was specifically your interview. And then I learned more about this group and the ladies. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm so in. But I had already said in when I heard the statement from you. It's interesting how energy connects us and how the universe has a plan. And we have no idea what's going on. But it is always so beautiful when you take a step back and have a look at it. It's really a wonderful thing to just see how we connect and how we meet. Because I can tell already that we're going to be amazing <laughs> friends. I am, I'm, I'm all in on this. So awesome. Thank you so much for saying yes. I really appreciate it. And I want to say thank you also to Cami for introducing us. That was wonderful. So you have a story about a time when mm -hmm. things did not seem like they were going very well, but you managed to be successful at the end. Would you share that with us today? Yeah. So there's a million examples, <laughs> right? I know. I know. But one of them that I love to share is that meta level arc of my life, right? So I was born to a single mom in Dayton, Ohio, which, and then we moved into Appalachia. So I, I more say that I'm from Appalachia than from Ohio because people get a better understanding of the expectations and the environment that I grew up in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There was welfare, there was going through couch cushions for coins, for money. There was, you know, a heater in the center of the house that we all ran to and made sure the fires were going. So I am amazing at making fires. 
Anybody who pulls out that nonsense, that like squeeze stuff and then the fire explodes, I'm like, no, <laughs> get away. Um, there's also a speech impediment and an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And what kept me going was this idea that failure was okay. And I've been thinking a lot about why, why is failure okay? And I think, I think that there were moments in time that really made a difference, but I'm going to talk about the real stuff. Therapy matters. When my mom finally decided to create a peaceful household for us, we were required to go to court mandated therapy. And I don't remember what happened in that convert in those many, many conversations, but I know that I walked out with, okay, this sucks. And this is kind of my fault, which is not true for all y'all parents and all y'all children who are growing up now. Um, but also it's okay that things don't work out and it's okay to keep going. And as I grew, there were people who like this woman came into my school this, I don't remember anything that she said other than she was well-dressed and she had some sort of global career. And she said, I went to this school. I'm from here. I'm visiting my family, but I went on to do these things. And I just believed that that was the case, right? And so part of that is just taking the risks and one of the big steps that got me from, from like Appalachia to a career of over 25 countries was saying yes way before I was ready. Yes, way before you're ready. Before I was ready. And learning to say my culpa, which is so much nicer to say than I screwed up. <laughs> right? And continuing the therapy. And then seven years ago, I started mindfulness and meditation practice and shifting into the joy of failure. Because the biggest times I screwed up, my culpa is actually my biggest lessons that created these incredible leaps in my life, in my happiness, my relationships, my marriage, et cetera. And so that is an example of when things were set up to go one way. And instead of following that diagnosis is not a destiny kind of thing, choosing my own destiny and saying yes to stuff that I was absolutely not ready for and falling down 999 times and getting up a thousand. Yeah. Absolutely. I love, love, love all of this. I recently have been looking at quotes from Winston Churchill and he has a quote that I'm absolutely going to butcher right now where he talks about success coming from just being really enthusiastic even after failing a whole bunch of times just always being enthusiastic every single time in spite of the failures told you i was going to butcher it that's not at all what he said (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's really there yes and the the thing that you are pointing to which i think will be so important for our friends who are listening in to us today is that it's so important to be okay with things not going exactly as planned. I don't know if any, if you've ever like, planned an event or done anything of that nature, and you always want everything to go perfectly, <laughs> and 
it never, ever, ever goes exactly as planned. There's always something that's going to get forgotten or get left behind or something like that. I remember at my wedding, we forgot the cake box. <laughs> See, I'm st- we've been married almost 20 years now. I still have some grief going on about that. I need to, need to cleanse that from my soul. But we forgot the cake boxes. And to this moment, I don't know where they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> and guess what? Everybody still had cake. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We put out too many chairs. So we had a back backyard wedding. So my husband's German. We were living in Germany at the time, but with my, um, my ancestry, it was very complicated. It's a very long story, very bureaucracy. It was complicated for us to get married in Germany. And so we decided to get married legally in the United States and then celebrate in Germany as well. So we're having this very small, intimate wedding. It was still too big for me. There were like 40 people there, but it, it, I would have eloped. I'm an eloper. I'm like, let's just go. And we put out chairs for everybody. So everybody who's playing music, empty chair. The bride and the groom, empty chair. The priest or the pastor or whatever, empty chair. <laughs> like there were all of these empty chairs. And so when we looked around, there were two rows of empty chairs oh. <laughs> behind us. And thankfully my, my eldest aunt, um, she started, she was like, come on guys, let's go to the front, let's go to the front. But I totally hear you. And I still remember turning around and seeing the shock of two rows of empty chairs. But yeah. There's always something. (laughs) There's always something. And it's really, really important for us to Mm -hmm. embrace that sometimes the things that go wrong are the things that teach us the greatest lessons. Because I'm betting that if maybe things had gone a little bit differently for you growing up, maybe a lot of the things that you're able to now teach and share with your clients, you probably wouldn't have that firsthand experience. Talk a little bit about that. So um, when people talk about, well, but I don't know, I I didn't want to speak up because I don't really belong in that room. Okay. I was 26 years old and I was sitting in the executive board meeting room with all of the board meetings for a fortune 50 company. And I was there. Girl from welfare, speech impediment, foreigner in the room, only woman in the room. That never happened again, by the way, like they noticed it and they, thank God they changed it. But I would, why shouldn't I speak up? I'm not supposed to be there anyways. And so when I hear these kind of like these, but, mm, but mm, I'm like, if, if, if you're in the room, you can speak up because you're not supposed to be there anyway. So why don't you just speak up? Right. Or, you know, when things crash and burn, oh my gosh, I I have to reach out to this guy and get final permission because I really just want to say his name every time I tell a story. So a colleague got sick saying yes to things you're not ready for. A company with almost 100,000 people at that point in time. And a company, a colleague got sick. We're in the headquarters, which is in a non-speaking language, a country. And there are two native speakers who have been prepped for stage. There's the gentleman who knows what he's doing. And then there's Nicole who had been prepped, but not really didn't know what she was doing. And she was 28 years old. And the 
there's like this, he gets sick, they ask me to stand in. All I have to do is kind of be a bridge between, okay, thank you for that strategic conversation and now to this person. Okay, thank you for that insight. Now onto this. That's all I had to do. So I thank them for their strategic conversation and I turn to welcome the CEO onto the stage and I call him the wrong name. Of course you do. Um, recorded, 100,000 people, CEO, oh my God. And I saw in that moment, this like microsecond, because as a child of abuse, you know, we always see these like tiny little things of just sheer freaking annoyance. Like who, what, why? And then it was gone, it was completely gone. And he came up and he put his hand on my shoulder, like not around me, but like on my shoulder on this side mm -hmm. in a very respectful way and said something along the lines of, isn't this a wonderful example of how we're all humans and how as we move into the scrum model, we're gonna make a lot of mistakes and it's really important and na 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 Right? I have felt so confident getting on stages since then, because I figure that and falling down and flashing my panties, I've covered it. I've yeah, done that. that. You're still life. alive. You're still there. You're still here. Right? And so there are times when everything has gone wrong or I've, I've really messed up and thank God that I have, because now when a client calls me and says, or a friend calls me and says, I just, I just, did X, Y, Z, I can't believe this, I can't go back to work, or, you know, I'm done as a parent, whatever. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. In fact, it's amazing. Because all of my fear of being on stage dissipated like that, because I realized I'm gonna make mistakes, and if the other person is gonna humiliate me, or, you know, put me down, or just act like a butthead that has nothing to do with me, it's all about them. Absolutely. And I think you maybe also, I'm just telling you all the lessons that you learned. You <laughs> I love it. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, ready for, I'm ready to take notes. This, this is so great because you also learned how to have grace for other people, right? Oh, yeah. How to be compassionate and empathetic for the plight of others because I feel as though your CEO, he handled that in a way that perhaps a lesser man might not have, you know, he, he really mm -hmm. made it so that everybody was saying, okay, you know, she made a mistake, but it's okay. Yeah. Because he led the charge saying, that's okay. Yeah. And so now you're the leader and you're the one who's encouraging your clients to be brave and to be on stage. And you have the opportunity to say to them, it's okay. Even okay. when they've made a mess of something, which is fine. Yeah, because yeah, we're all going to make the mess. And we don't judge kindergartners for it, do we? We don't judge toddlers for it. Like, hey, you tried to walk once and you didn't work. How dare you not <laughs> walk? properly the very first time you try <laughs> what do you mean you can't read war and peace you're in second grade let's go right but we are we do not love ourselves love on ourselves enough to say hey this is the first time that i'm doing this and i lived i survived you know people talk now about 2020 
and oh rejected and and it's it's awful and and, and a lot of really painful things happen you know we lost family members we lost opportunities to be with people just like everyone else and how much did we gain my parenting has never been more on point because i am with my children a lot more Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I am taking care of my health in a way I never did before. I have worked from home for over a decade. I've worked globally my entire career since I was 19 years old. And I have never taken such care of my inner, inner me, right? My, my true me. And to acknowledge I'm amazing as I am right now. And I am becoming even more amazing, but I'm amazing right now. And in that, you know, in that, in that, in that leap forward, which I, I support people in leaping forward. I want to leap forward. You want to leap forward, right? We want to make a destiny that we're proud of, right? It's wonderful to be here, to be right now, right? To be in this and to celebrate this, to celebrate these failures, to celebrate this success, to celebrate these joys. To celebrate ourselves. Yes, I love that. That's so so wonderful. What 2020? We're moving into 2021, and a lot of our listeners they're probably you know goal setting and getting ready, or they're in the throes of the first quarter, depending on whenever it is that they're listening to this. What advice would you have based on your experience of 2020? for the new year that we are finding ourselves in. Yeah. Celebrate what went really, really well. Yes, ma'am. Celebrate what you learned. Take time each day to celebrate something. And also celebrate when you said no. Celebrate when you said yes. Celebrate when you were offered. Celebrate when you missed out. Celebrate. Find and build the muscle of celebration. And you know, you mentioned the universe. I am new to this whole universe concept, right? Yeah. Very rational, very ones and zeros, and always incredibly empathetic to people. Like for example, you know, some people have an issue with different economic levels. There but for the grace of God go I, right? <laughs> and so, this idea of celebrating everything is going to pull that to you. You know, there's this famous story that people tell, and I know that I'm like, I'm totally, you know, brushing the horse a couple of extra times, but there's this, there's an example, right? Somebody invites you to a party and says, I'm going to have a fantastic party and I'm so excited for you to be there. We're going to have a great time and let me know, you know, is, do you have a favorite drink? Do you have a favorite food? I'm so excited versus I really, really, really need you to come to my party. Please come to my party on Friday. Please, I'm going to have a party. Blah, blah, blah. Right? And when we celebrate, guess what? We're going to have more to celebrate. I love this. You know, one of the things that we do, and a lot of our listeners and our viewers are actually entrepreneurs. And one of the things that we always seem to do is we have something that goes well or something that we should acknowledge ourselves for and celebrate. And what do we do? We brush it to the side and we move on to the next task at hand. And we don't take that little moment in between to just be grateful for the success that we've had in that moment. 
because one of the things that I can say for sure is that I haven't met anybody as yet who celebrates too much. I just haven't met that person. Me, me either. I want to become that person. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that. I think we should both, you know, lead into that. I, you I know, and, and also celebrating success. So I missed a client. There was this client. I, I was so excited to work with her. Um, and she said no. At the very last moment, she said, I know I agreed and, I, and I, I, I'm changing my mind. It's a no. And she had reasons. And, and it was, you know, it was disappointing to me. And it, I still kind of feel sad about it. The next week, I got sick. My husband got sick. The schools closed. And we were completely flat. Mm-hmm. I am so grateful for the universe, for the, for the potential client. I'm still in contact with her. For myself for, okay, that's a no. And now we're moving forward. And I even celebrated like, Hey, I got a clean. No, I got a no. We have a final decision. She said, yes. Eh, she said, yes, but now it's really a no. And then next week I could be sick. My husband could be sick. The kids could be at home. It was a huge release. We can't always see the entire picture. We have no idea what's coming next. And I think sometimes also Another piece of this puzzle is trusting. Oh, so hard for us, isn't it? Isn't that hard? Yeah. I want to know the how. I want the how. I want the how. And it's like, oh, what an, I lived this way so long. I have to know the how. And just releasing it. It's like, it's incredible. I gained an inch back when I became an entrepreneur. I gained an inch in height because I let go the need to control all of this other stuff that was out of my control. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. And that goes, it's like we've come full circle because if you can gain an inch, that confirms, my friend, that your diagnosis is not your destiny. My destiny is right here. (laughs) I have it all the time here. Everything. So Mm -hmm. we're getting into, you know, having to wrap up. I could sit here and talk to you all day long because you are such a delight. But for our listeners and viewers, do you have any final words of advice? Anything that can just help them to, if they're going through a tough time, to really help them to pull through to the other side? Yeah, yeah. Bravery is a skill. Mm-hmm. And you already have it. Yes, ma'am. You get the, all those car accidents and you still get in the car. Yeah. So in those times that are very difficult, and it's not clear left, right, center, up, down, behind, before, below, you are already brave. So two deep breaths, and then move. Two deep breaths, and then move. I love that. I love that. That is, that's just awesome advice. Let's face it, that's just practical advice. Mm -hmm. Two deep breaths actually calms down your nervous system gets your biggest nerve under control yeah you can move i love it so tell us what do you have going on is there anything you'd like to tell us about anything you'd like to plug any upcoming events or anything you'd like us to connect with with you oh fantastic yes so my first podcast ever publishes on thursday and it is called 
you'll be surprised. Celebrate brave. (laughs) I love this. I love this. And it is a walk into the framework that I utilize the background for it. Common questions I get asked. Um, I'm going to have some of um, stories on there from other people sharing their brave. The first interview is going to be with a 16 year old who shared a stage with me at Anita B for the first time in her life. She's German. She spoke in English and we had over 550 people in the room. It was amazing. Beautiful. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is that my Build Your Brave cohort is opening again in February. So for people who want to learn more and who want to build their brave in really concrete ways within four weeks, would love to talk to you and see if it's a good fit for you. The last cohort, one woman increased her income by 9.5% in four weeks. Pretty cool. Um, and another one is still juggling multiple offers. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> we like that. You know, yeah. in in listening to you, I'm thinking about somebody in our community that would perhaps be a good fit. Because I'm so something you all should know about me. I'm always seeing opportunities for connections and collaboration, and okay. just thinking about what you're talking about fits really, really perfectly with one of our members who talks about your wage gap. Oh, yes. And I I just see an opportunity for both of you. I don't know. I could see you both on a stage somewhere. (laughs) Well, it's so important, right? Because when Mm -hmm. you have the data, right, then you act with even more bravery because you have the data. Right. So when I discovered that I was 40% underpaid from my colleague who was doing less, mm-hmm. and I only discovered that gentleman who are listening because he told me. Yeah. Right. The only way that I could work on that data was on through bravery. So that'd be very, very exciting because we we do amazing things with money. Women statistically do amazing things with money. It's incredible. Yeah. We are incredible, aren't we? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. I am, I could really, truly sit here and talk to you all day. You are an absolute pleasure. And I'm looking forward to you being an active member of our community and just getting to know the women who are there because I can see already that you're going to be a beautiful addition to our already beautiful community. Thank you everybody who was able to join us over on our Facebook group. And thank you to you, our listeners and viewers for tuning in today. If you would like more information about our Ladies Power Lunch show, just go on over to our website, ladiespowerlunch.com. And you can also check us out on our YouTube channel at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.